This podcast is brought to you by MSW Nutrition. MSW Nutrition is a supplement line designed to help support your body in as many ways as possible, starting with the liver. By helping to repair liver health, you're supporting your body's biggest detox organ so that it can do its job taking care of the rest of you. We carry supplements to help with mood, stress, energy, weight loss, gut health, immunity, and much more. Any product carrying the MSW Nutrition label will be produced in an FDA-certified lab and contain the most bioavailable version of those nutrients possible. Make sure to check out our website at www.mswnutrition.com to see all the latest stacks to help you reach your health goals. Hi guys, welcome to a very special episode of the How Do You Health podcast. We are shooting live from Sarah Kaney's birthday party. And uh, we're doing an episode that we're calling Dr. Molly on Molly because she's visiting us and we're having a lot of fun and uh, we're going to talk about molly and other psychedelics and this is nurse doza on my right side on my right side and i'm tex-mex yogi so let's get the party started all right i'm actually excited for you guys to be talking because uh we've talked yeah we've obviously talked yeah (laughs) we've talked too i mean we talked briefly before all this yeah i kind of threw it out there a couple things and yeah i know that we're very similar and For I, mean, sure. I mean, it's just, it's, just vibe. Sense. yeah, it's a vibe. Like Clearly. Oh, cause yeah. she came, she got to come to Sunday fun day. Yeah. You have to yeah. experience that. So yeah. you already messed well with it. That was epic by the way. Right. <laughs> like I was like, guys, that was like my first introduction to a normal community after months of isolation. Yep. And you brought me to this incredible mansion with this beautiful couple and there's an incredibly abundant family. And like there was a massage, there was pools, there was hot there was like literally kids jumping in cold plunge and getting in the sauna. There was yoga. There was trampoline. There was just such high vibes. Like good, solid human beings, families, children, celebration. It's like what church should be like, right? It was church and then food and like abundance and just sharing and meditation. I mean, it was like all the things that you and need the pyramid, to be healthy. Who knows what happens under the pyramid? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. I mean, there was even, like, there was yoga. I mean, the yoga was serious. And then, like, I found out that the people that uh, ran that show, like, they had won the Amazing Race twice. Yes. And I'm like, who are Colin these? Colin and Christy. We still haven't gotten them. No. Yeah, no. Like, who are these rock star creatures? But anyway, I came to Austin, and I got a jolt of, oh, my God, the future is going to be great. Yeah. Like, I was like, yeah. okay, the rest of the country seems like it's pretty much in the shits. But Austin is the future because everyone's happy here. And people are celebrating and people are congregating and people are staying together and like not fearing, not living in fear, you know? Yeah. No one's going to tell us what to do, basically. That's the thing I love about (laughs) Texas. Honestly, Texas, Texas and Florida, you have to admit, of all the states, they give no fucks. Yeah, correct. They really do not care. And like the nice thing about it is that you can go to those states. You don't pay taxes. Yeah, just leave me alone. Do whatever you want. Just like do whatever the fuck you want. Just like be cool. Be (laughs) cool. Florida, it's like be weird. But, like, in Austin, it's, like, stay weird. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's already weird. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, so, when we grew up, I grew up in South Austin. Yeah. And um, I loved hippies. Mm-hmm. I actually loved hippies because they were always about natural and less preservatives, all that stuff as well. It's basically, I mean, we've met so many people in the forms of realm that we were just talking earlier today. Yeah. You're a, a physician by trade. Yep. Right? And then uh, a medical doctor decided eventually to kind of do her own thing. Take a left turn into a totally different 
totally new space, completely terrified, but knew she had to change her life, largely because of a DMT trip. Okay. Nice. Well, okay, tell us so, about that. So, <laughs> so what was it? So I was really unhappy in my residency, and I was like, oh my god. Oh, so I, this is before you started practicing, practicing. This is I was in my residency, oh. and I was like, oh my god, I am either going to resign or they are probably going to let me go. Like either way, no one's happy. Like no. this is not a good relationship. I was yeah. the black sheep of my program, and I just kept on questioning everything. Mm-hmm. And they were like, just keep your mouth shut and your head down. Just call, just like, just do your job. Like you're not here to like change things. If you want to change things, you're gonna have to wait in line 20 years. Yeah. And then you can maybe have, maybe you can have the opportunity to change things. And I was like, well, do you not notice that like across the bay, I was in Oakland at the time, okay. and I was like, across the bay, there's like this big tsunami of tech coming, and it's gonna engulf all of medicine. And it's going to happen and it's going to be pretty intense and you guys are going to have to like either decide to go with it or against it. <laughs> and so um, I'm going to go ride that wave and I'm going to surf it for a while. And so I basically jumped ship and resigned and like cried at a psychologist's office for a month. <laughs> like, how am I going to tell my parents? How am I going to tell my parents? They're going to disown me. They're going to hate me. They're going to be like, oh my God. And you know what? She's like, it's not going to be that bad. It's really not. No. And I was like, mm, it's going to be bad. And she's like, no, 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 no. It's going to be nearly as bad as you think. And, and honestly, it was worse. Yeah. <laughs> it was worse. <laughs> I'm, sure. I'm sure. It was worse. And so I was like, why did I waste all that money in a psychologist's office, like, crying when I should have just ripped the Band-Aid off and told my parents? Well, I mean, it's the idea that it's a lube to get your guard down. To yeah. Get yeah, 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 yeah. Right? So the reason why we're proponents of psychedelics is because it will bring about the production of serotonin and dopamine for right. some people when they have low amounts of it. Yeah. So imagine if somebody didn't have a deficiency in Prozac, mm-hmm. they might have a deficiency in nutrients that don't allow them to make the serotonin. Yeah. No, it's super common. Yeah. Or even the amino, amino acids, really. Well, yeah. Amino acids are great, too. Nice speaking our language. So <laughs> uh, L-glutamine, I was just reading about, that right now, if you give 30 grams orally mm-hmm. L-glutamine, you will, according to this study, mm-hmm. uh, reduce ICU emissions. Which is like... By the way, makes perfect sense because what it does is it enhances the immune immune response through aiding the mucosal lining of the gut. So, like glutamine makes the gut healthy. Yep. A healthy gut is a healthy immune system. A healthy immune system can fight off COVID. Well, it's interesting because like we called our L-glutamine supplement gut because it's like, well, that's where everything starts, yeah. anyways. But I explained glutamine like this to someone else and can you uh, get me some glutamine? And uh, hell yeah, um, <laughs> it's there's some in there. Um, but I was going to say, mm. I want you to tell me if I'm right about it. You can take it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, so I told him, like, well, L-glutamine is found everywhere in your body, right? It makes up tissue. Yeah. Like, there's, it's a component of it's tissue. It's an amino acid. So if any, any damage that's to your body, whether because of disease or fucking yeah. whatever, of uh, uh, virus right then that would mean that there's a deficiency in glutamine is that correct like mm. i mean or i mean that actually makes a lot of that makes a lot of like theoretical sense i would say sure um the way i see the body is that like it's a structure just like a home right and the structure is made of raw materials and sometimes when there's like a really bad storm then like the building sometimes the materials get worn away and you kind of got to replace the materials and so to me, like, glutamine could be an example of, like, how you could repair some of the materials of the, of the house if it, if it got damaged. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. It's okay. You don't have to give me the glutamine. It's yeah. fine. So, 
I just good. I get off on being just asking people to give me well, random things. Well, it's just it's, it's, it's such like a big one, right? And it's like, also a precursor you. to glutathione. I got you. Right? I know exactly what you want oral or you want injectables. Because oh. right? we got. I know the funny thing is, we have injectables. I don't think we us. should be injecting anything right now. No, we're not no. doing that. <laughs> but we no. have. Uh, we have. I mean, are you sure? No IVs. <laughs> no IVs. No. I mean, a challenge. Maybe. No, not happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, for the people who aren't watching or not listening at home, we have basically a, a vitamin cabinet mm-hmm. that we have available to us when it comes to supplementation. Yeah, I do too, by the way. You guys are like kind of similar. I literally have a fridge filled with vitamin C, yeah. IV. Just ready to go whenever you need it. <laughs> and you know what I discovered? As I was giving myself an IV vitamin yeah. C, and I was, um, yeah. I, I, my, I was wearing a blood sugar monitor. And literally the blood sugar monitor went like off the charts. Like because of this, the, the vitamin C in my, in my blood, it actually was changing the sensor. That's funny. We were just talking to a client. He was about literally changing the sensor capacity. It, it, that's what he was saying too. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. So it was super interesting. So like I, um, I thought I had, I thought like I was, um, honestly, I thought I was really sick at one point this summer and I w- didn't know what was going on. I was like, what is wrong? And I found out I had a gluten exposure and I have celiac. And so the gluten exposure, like, oh my God, for a week, I thought I'm pretty much going to, I'm dying. My life is ending. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize that like gut inflammation Gut inflammation is actually really problematic for brain health. So if your gut is inflamed, your brain will never be fully um, at full capacity. It will never be working properly because you'll have all these inflammatory cytokines floating around, causing things to be too hot. When things are too hot, things break, right? Yeah. So that's what happens in your brain when things get too hot in your in your gut. And so, like, basically I've had to spend a lot of time over this COVID to, like, rebuild my gut health. Because yep. it got really trashed this year with stress. I had to use antibiotics once. Uh, and um, it was like, I mean, obviously, when your defenses are down, you're more at risk for, for uh, you know, infection. You um, but I actually, did, I mean, like, I probably didn't need to treat the infection. It was like this intracellular infection that I found. And I was, like, kind of chasing for something. And I was like, mm, I'm just going to treat it. And I was like, no, why did I do that? That was a big mistake. Why did I do that? I should yeah. never have treated that. Yeah. I know. Because you treated it with... Antibiotics. Yeah, yeah. Well, because it was the traditional way. Yeah, I know. It was a but huge... Guys, I haven't taken antibiotics in, like, a long time. But you were trained to do this. And now you're like, no, I'm really bad that I have oh, to I know. take this now. I know, because they are so, t- so terrible for health. They're so bad and for your, your immune system. Literally, w- the worst thing you can do for your immune system is take antibiotics. And what we do all the time is we've had chronic ear infections and strep throats. And oh, my that. gosh. I was a kid. I was a baby that was born in a hospital... And I was, it was like an emergency birth. So I had all sorts of antibiotics because it was like an emergency C-section. Nice. So the bloodstream, my mom's bloodstream was pumped with antibiotics when I was God born. Bless. And so I didn't get, and I also didn't get the vaginal secretions because I was born through her vagina. So like I didn't get a good microbiome start. And unlike all of my sisters, I actually had more problems health-wise than all of my sisters. And I would say I'm probably healthier now than the majority of them. Yeah. But... I, I looked younger, but I was not a healthy kid. I was like sure. a little sickly girl. Sure. And I was getting pneumonias. I'd be in the hospital. I had strep throat. I had my tonsils out. I this, mean, is all, this is all at what age now? Young, young. Like kindergarten, third grade. Wow. So you like were, you were just chronically ill. I just like had a chronic illness as a child. Yeah. And I like, and like my parents just kept on giving me what the doctors told me that they, I needed. But then like the interesting thing is that like I didn't realize until I was an adult that like, 
I was like, I remember being in sixth grade being like, oh my God, someday I'm going to understand all of this stuff. <laughs> this is so weird. Puberty is so weird, right? So yeah, it is. Going through puberty and then I get to, I'm like, I'm going to figure this body out because this is so strange. And it wasn't until like I learned functional medicine that I was able to piece together like why my gut has been so yeah. ten- so tender and so, and so it, it basically like my gut is not, it's really hard for me honestly to go vegan and I'm trying to figure out huh. how to do it and maintain healthy gut because like it seems like my gut is like doesn't have the microbes to chew the fiber as much as it should. It's true. So then think about what gut food would look like. I just want a fecal transplant from Sarah. Well, I was going to say that (laughs) we've had someone who says that it worked. She got it from her dad. I want it from Sarah. She's so skinny. (laughs) So it's like it goes back to, so how do I lose weight? (laughs) No, I know. It always goes back to that. Seriously. But everybody's gained weight this year. Literally everyone has gained (laughs) weight this year. And some people have lost weight, but most people have gained weight. Have you gained weight, Balder? I don't know. Have Have you weighed yourself? No, I never weigh myself. Yeah, I don't weigh myself either. But yeah, I, but I, I mean, I'm, I fluctuate. Well, like, the good news is I've gained muscle. Like, I probably have, yeah. I've, I've probably gained, 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 gained muscle, but I'm also really curvy right now. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's so not a bad, bad thing. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it, it is when your labs aren't perfect because you gained weight. Like, well, uh, sure. That's now a, that's we're talking the different okay, way. Right? Yeah, science. Like, <laughs> the science actually says I'd be healthier if I was 10 pounds lighter. So, like, I'm gonna be 10. I'm gonna be 10 pounds lighter in 2021, but it's gonna be a lot of work. Yeah. You know. It's it's it's, fine. A, it's incredible because if Please. you look at like the traditional route, mm-hmm. there's all kinds of things you'll try, and really, it's all always anti-inflammation. Oh, I know. It always comes down comes down to that. Always. So then you take the gut diet for people who are following at home. There's three stages to a gut diet. Mm-hmm. You basically eliminate, eliminate other, everything. Right. Second phase is prebiotic foods. Mm-hmm. And then the third is probiotics. Yep. So whatever you're feeding is the groundwork for the probiotics. Mm-hmm. And for people who don't know how to quickly develop it, mm-hmm. when you go into a... Uh, See, I've been doing the elimination. Yeah. I mean, if you do elimination, you're going to notice like a flatter stomach. You're going to notice like, okay, maybe I'm going to the bathroom more consistently. It's just like if you ever tried no gluten for a week, right? Like you just crash. Like you feel like crap. But you need to get that stuff out of your system. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so when when you're talking about like what I incorporate, like H-E-B now has jicama tortillas. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And then you can make them that way. Fucking love jicama. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Maddie, yes. Maddie brought a, a freaking plantain tortillas. Ooh, can we do jicama tortillas on Monday? I'm supposed <laughs> to get tacos on Monday. And I'm like, I don't eat corn right now. Like... I, I ate a bunch of chickpeas and quinoa for dinner tonight, and I definitely felt like okay. what ATX food code? Yeah, but my my gut, <laughs> honestly, guys, my gut was all all sorts of no. It was like what what that's going on here, oh and yeah. it just like was not ready for it all. So I'll ask him to modify my diet. Yeah. And what's been really nice is that we had we've had some sweets that people brought by, but they're like paleo sweets. Yeah. And they're, you know, some healthy stuff. But I've always had a sweet tooth. Mm-hmm. I think at this point right now, I realize I'm never gonna go sugar probably and Mexican food. You're never going to give up sugar in Mexican food? Uh, what, like rice? You need to put a glucose monitor on your arm. Okay, so here's the deal. If you want to go into the science aspect of it, so my A1C and glucose is what you normally look at for a traditional panel. Yeah, they're terrible. They're terrible. So what we go is further. We go home IR. Yeah. Okay. You can do C-peptide. Yep. You can do glycated serum protein yeah but you need to actually look at your blood sugar after meals yeah well i want i want to know because i have this theory even after uh well i know my stuff sugary i just i can i know well we talked about it with adam sud today right he talked about like testing i'm gonna put a blood sugar monitor on you this weekend do a continuer this weekend yes i do i want and we're gonna do it together yes the whole crew of guys and i'm gonna show you 
what you can learn from yes. just having data. Yes, I would love that. Yeah. So one of the endurance athletes that we work on, mm-hmm. I think there's a form of diabetes that they have. I mean, but you wouldn't call it diabetes. Mm-hmm. It's more of the idea that you don't regulate your sugar. Oh, they get well. carbohydrate intolerant for sure because all they, all they do is eat pasta. Right, but here's what happens though. So <laughs> that's if, true. For the anatomy lesson. And then they get they bonk on and on, on performances because they can't. They're not not they're not metabolically flexible enough to switch it's over. It's a to metabolic ketones. syndrome, is what we're. Well, no, it's like what it is is like they literally have have conditioned their cells to metabolize carbohydrates, and they haven't flipped the metabolic switch yep. to fats. And so when they when their body runs out of carbohydrates and its glycogen stores in competition, they what they have what happens is that they bonk, which means that they don't have enough blood sugar, or ketones, to meet the demands of their yep. fuel, yep. right? And so the key is actually for these athletes, is to first of all do all their labs, find out what their hormones are like, find out what's going on um, under the hood, but then also like training them to do like basically using nutrition as a training mechanism so like training low is one concept out of australia where like you would train at night like you would eat a low carb meal at night and you would like train in the morning on low glycogen glycogen (laughs) as low as though it's like a weighted vest so you're literally training the muscles to metabolize fat during exercise now it's the problem with this is because as athletes have to be really fucking careful because they are usually doing too much exercise. And that was the point I was going to make. So like they're usually doing too much in high intensity exercise every day. And I agree with and that. And then their immune systems can break down. I agree with that. Cuz their stress their stress will build up. They're and they'll they'll try to do these metabolic um, challenges yeah. and they'll fail because yeah. they're overtrained. So you have to kind of like basically get a person's sleep, metabolism, mm-hmm. movement and um, ideally like some mindfulness around themselves. I agree. Really just like super dialed. And then you can start playing with like metabolic stressors. So I really have been fascinated by this one hormone called adiponectin. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you're familiar with it. Yeah. Okay, so can you tell us? I used to check it on everybody, but I stopped. Yeah? Because I like, wasn't sure if I wanted to like pay attention to it or not. It was on my panel for a while. Okay, so let me ask you this. Yeah. What would make it adiponectin low in an individual you would see? Um, I think it's high in obesity, right? So low in obesity. Low in obesity. And and diabetes itself. Oh, interesting. But here's what's the conundrum. All right, so our. But it's high in autoimmunity, I think. Yes, but here's right. The, um, possibly. I think it is. Yeah. Now, what's interesting. I look at inflammation markers. That's what we really look at, mm-hmm. right? So if there's something that's going on that's dysfunctional, mm-hmm. you can do checkpoints and diagnostic tools. Like, oh, at checkpoint hey, six. No, no, look, I get di- I I do inflammation markers too. Yeah. But you also have to look at what's actually happening in the blood vessel. I agree completely. So what was fascinating about it is L-arginine. Yeah. Okay. And esterone. Yeah. So for years, I used to think that esterone was an inflammatory hormone that you only got during menopause. Okay. But your fat cells make it. And the interesting thing about it is your fat cells make estrogen. So when guys have man boobs and they have mm-hmm. a beer belly, it's all estrogen. But it's inflammatory estrogen. Well, yeah. So guess what? This year, I gained like 10 pounds. And guess what? I got estrogen dominant. And you know what? It's not the right estrogens. It's the 4-hydroxy estrogens because I don't methylate well. And so I'm like, fuck, no. Too much estrogen is like moody is crazy. So yeah. you know what I did? What? Detoxed with caffeine. Ah, yeah, and I started exercising more, and I started eating more fiber. Wait, you you gave up caffeine? 
Yeah, I had to do that. It was affecting my hormones for sure. Interesting. So, yeah. uh, so maybe you can help me clarify this because this is what I'm, I'm looking. And an elimination diet, by the way, too. Always elimination diet. Yeah. So we looked at labs forever, and he would always, yeah. you know, we talk about like, why is this adiponectin so important? Mm-hmm. It's low in diabetics, and we found it to be low in vegan. Mm. And we across the board. Interesting. Because remember, she was saying they, they kept re- making references. Oh, that check yeah. my doctor there. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just why are you so low in adiponectin? And it's a fat cell hormone. Yep. Leptin is also produced. Mm-hmm. And then I'm uh, pretty sure adiponectin is high in fat people. Well, I think it's I cool think cool. what happens is I think it's low. And w- what I think is it symbolizes the activation of the AMPK gene. Hmm. And the AMPK gene will help with insulin sensitivity, but all that stuff can also like basically help with the lining, like you said. Because I was like, well, if estrogen is really bad for you, why would you need this inflammatory estrogen produced at all? Come to find out, we're in labs and estrone, you make throughout a cycle. And but it's 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 incredible because most women have never even heard that you could test for more than one estrogen. But it's a balance. And you talked about the metabolism. You yeah. Have, you have to override the system. You literally have to override the system because you function a different way. You're right, by the way. Yep. Decrease adiponectin level in adults with yep, central right. obesity. Nice. Thanks. <laughs> so, but like I said, it was back in, in diabetics, it's low, and then vegans is low. So I was like, why is this such an issue? And mine, had, mine got lowered with the, with the fasting protocol that I was doing this quarter, which I did not in, enjoy. Well, so yeah, it's, it, it's actually is elevated in women with autoimmune disease, which is super weird. Interesting. Well, because everything's yeah. reversed with autoimmune, I feel. Well, like. here's, here's, here's what I think, too. I feel like Okay, that. this brings up a good part. This was I was also going to ask you. So there's brown and white fat. Mm-hmm. You're born with brown, and then you develop white as you get right. So if you develop more white cells, does that mean you're producing less adiponectin because they only come from brown cells? Mm, they only come, from, only come from brown cells? I don't think so. No. Because you, what, because what you can do is uh, with thermodynamics, right? Like with yeah. uh, ice baths. Yeah. You can actually do them um, in cryo, and essentially it kind of increases sh- your, your ad- brown it, adipose tissue. Right, right, right. Because so it totally. also increases IGF one. Yeah. I, I once did this thing where there I was fasted a connection every there. other I day can't remember for a what month. It was, though. The what? I once did this thing where I fasted every other day for a month. And. I lost a lot of weight. <laughs> well, of course. And I also... Um, but it's not sustainable for women. No, it's totally terrible. Yeah. And I, I do not recommend it. And I actually like look back on that year and I'm like, why did, did I do See, that? the thing about it is that people are going to listen to that. It's like, but wait, how much well, weight does friend. she lose? I have a friend. <laughs> so, oh, I don't, I don't want to talk about her, but let's just yeah. say that there's like people out there that are fasting gurus. Yep. And they like have a brand. And it's, it's, all, about, <laughs> it's all about... It's all about... It's all about... Like intense fasting, but the problem is, is that like, a lot of my friends who've actually become intense fasters have gotten depressed. Yeah. You want to know why? Why? Kills off the microbiome. Well, it's great for SIBO, but it actually will kill off the microbiome, and so because if you don't feed it, it won't grow. Well, but but see, but that's that's part of the point. Yeah, I know. I know. Right, because like you want like I do I do a six month. Yeah fast every every quarter six just month fast i mean a, a six a day six fast, days, fast. Man, be yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a six He's day a fast every you a six day fast every oh, you know, we every need to get a group together for this by the way every quarter because that or whenever there's a season change because yeah. i want to reset yeah. my gut for the new for the new season let's do, let's do a fast next next season and let's do a three day for the girls let's do it yeah um but the thing about it is that 
yeah, you're right. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I'm changing. I used to do 20 hours of fast, and that was great. You want to hear something crazy? And, and now I'm doing I'm – I'm going back to 16. You're something totally nuts? Yeah. I did a three-day fast, and I was, like, incredibly sexually frustrated. <laughs> like, I thought it was a date. And I think it was a date. But, like, he didn't want to touch me. And I was, like, at his family's estate, and it was beautiful. And he was, like – he introduced me to his mom. And I was like, why are you not laying any hands on me? Like, why are you, like, completely ignoring me physically? Because the date was about to do a three-day fasting weekend. Sure. And I was just like, what is this guy's deal? And he did tell me in the car that he's like, I've been depressed since I was a baby, like a kid. Sure. And, like, and I was like, okay, well, if that's what you're telling me, like, you have to heal your depression before you can date me, then, like, cool. That doesn't mean that we can't still hook up, right? So <laughs> uh, didn't happen. Nothing happened. Not even a kiss. And I was like, I'm so lean right now. And I'm like in this bikini. I'm in this bikini. That's you're like, hey, what do you think? I mean, I'm in this hot bikini with these big white sunglasses. And I'm like, I'm looking like a 60s sex bot. (laughs) And nothing happens. And so we go to his hotel the next day. And um, we had a a nice meal that night after the three-day fast. And then went to his hotel. And like, he... I was like, all right, I'm going to go do like a mitochondrial biogenesis protocol. And so I went and <laughs> – Speaking our love language. Yeah, 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 yeah I yeah. know. And so I went and I did high-intensity interval training on the treadmill to work out the energy, right? Okay. And then I lifted weights because I still had more left. And then I did a sauna. And so I had basically turned on every single battery of my body. <laughs> and, then I, and, then, and then I left him. We, we drove back. And um, I went to a dinner with my community that night. And the, the next night, and um, I was surrounded by beautiful, wonderful, kind people, high vibe, really healthy food. Actually, it was a vegan dinner, nice. and it was really dope, and it was super fresh, and this chef was incredible. And everyone's like, you're literally, like, fluorescent glowing. I was like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was just fasting for three days. That might be it. And I was like, but I look at pictures of myself at that, mo- that night, and I was definitely, like, glow. And so um, then I go home, and I'm in bed, and I'm like, you know, um, I am really excited about the future because there's going to be MDMA clinics yeah. where I'm going to be able to give people MDMA to give them peak experiences. And then before I knew it, my whole body started experiencing a complete, hands-free, touchless, full-body, involuntary <laughs> orgasm. That's awesome. And wow. I'm not talking <laughs> like just a little. Or it was like I, I was like somebody. I'm going to have to call my friends and like. I maybe be fucked by a ghost right now. Like, I don't <laughs> even know what this is happening to me. And then uh, a friend of mine was like, Molly, you had a Kundalini awakening. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm going to have to read about that. I was like, that who is this guy? Right. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to have to go read about that. Like, I'm going to go read about that, you know? And it's funny because, like, three months prior, I was, like, really not in a good place. I just I had a breakup. I had left a company I had raised $2 million for. And, like, it was fish bad. It was bad. And I, and I was really sad and heartbroken. And so at that moment, I said, God, just give me a taste of enlightenment, you know? And then I have this experience, like, a few months later. And I start reading books on it. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't want my whole life to turn upside down. Please don't do this. And there was no, there was nothing, no way around it. I started going to meditation retreats. Well, I went to Burning Man, had a fabulous time. That's awesome. Pure flow, pure flow week. Yeah. Um, literally, like in and out airplane, like Can't stay there. 
didn't even have like I had like a bedroom waiting for me in a yurt hotel with a bike and like didn't plan any of it. I just had like people just like took care of me. It was yeah, great. That's, uh, that's cool. That's not bothering me. It's I, the world can take. I just I just did a I just finished a one year uh, celibacy. Oh uh, fuck journey. yeah yeah okay so like we're gonna get to this so um we're gonna get to this the celibacy concept so like so basically like um the next year I just end up. I'm like so chaotic. My energy is all over the place. And I'm like, I don't even know how to contain this. This is just so much. So I would go to sit and do meditation. And I would just be like, I need to meditate. And so I went in the first meditation retreat. And then it happened again in the meditation. And I was like pure bliss, samadhi. I had to like leave the room at one point. I was like, oh my fucking God. And then that night it happened at the meditation retreat in my bed. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, what the fuck? It's happening again, you know? And I'm like, I... I either have like the most profound medicine of all time in my hands or people are going to think I'm totally nuts. <laughs> I don't think you're nuts. Because, I don't think you're not, well, nuts. So through this one year, I, I really learned how to channel energy. Yes. And you can, you can do some magical things with it. The thing is like we don't even realize <laughs> that like most of sex is actually the energetic polarity between two people. Yes. That like comes together and the physical is just it's just like part of it but it's like as, as i've learned like it's so much more than the physical yeah it's literally energetic have you ever have you ever done have you ever had like tantric sex through just your thoughts yes 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 yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. i have yeah. done this and, and people and like other people can feel it and they and they're, they're thinking and you're thinking well so i think about the matrix when the oh yeah like when he sent the chocolate cake over yeah and the girl just had like yeah. i need to go to the restroom real quick yeah yeah <laughs> of course i can do that yeah, <laughs> yeah. um what about sex on molly oh well the way <laughs> i kind of describe um okay oh my god you want me to go you want me to tell you all my secrets in one night sure yeah. i mean that's what the podcast is. okay awesome, guys we're yeah. gonna re- strap in this is gonna be the best podcast i've ever recorded hell yeah hell yeah um, we're honored okay so i shouldn't tell everyone everything um so i just a tip. had maybe some problems orgasming with men growing up sure couldn't that's ha- probably a common thing for women couldn't get it couldn't have an orgasm with a guy and i could orgasm with myself yeah but like when i was having sex i was like nothing i couldn't orgasm and i was like what's going on here and um so i go to burning man <laughs> of course this is like maybe my second. This is this is like a commercial second, for Burning Man. This is my right, second year of Burning Man. Yeah, and um, I'm already in the Bay, and I'm already like adjusting to the new life in the Bay. And I've been to Burning Man once, but this is like my second year there, so I'm kind of like figuring it out, you know. And I meet this guy in my camp, and he's like this super stud Hamptons dude, just like blonde, beach beachy, like online poker player, <laughs> like made a you know, dropped out of Northwestern and like made hundreds of thousands of dollars playing online poker. Awesome. And just was traveling the world yep. and like hot. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, whoa, dude, you're mine. And so yeah. basically like the whole week we were just, th- and I do not recommend this by the way. Like this was like me young and stupid. Um, do not recommend this whatsoever for anyone. <laughs> do not do this. This is not healthy. This is absolutely not medical advice. This is like, this is like off the record, like it's on the record. Um, <laughs> <laughs> disclaimer this, disclaimer, disclaimer this. Disclaimer is like, don't do this. This is dumb. But I didn't know what I was doing. And 
this guy had a lot of Molly. And so we did a lot of Molly. Yeah. And we had this like ecstatic experience of running that and there was like this point at opulent temple where we were looking at each other and we were having such a good time we were like should we just like keep doing this and like did you just come home with me and so he i took him home with me from burning man and he like we made this incredible love nest in my beautiful uptown oakland loft which was like huge high ceilings and like phillips hue lights everywhere and like blankets and candy candles and like just like chocolate and like imagine like all the delicacies you can ever imagine yeah. around you. And we proceeded to basically have a week of MDMA and sexual relations. And let me tell you that there was a point where I actually was able to finally orgasm with a man. That's awesome. And it wasn't until I realized that like MDMA in that moment, like completely healed me of serious trauma that enabled me to open up well that's that's the big and that's thing that's what it's there for now yeah. right that's the big thing like about this the was therapy, like right? 10 years ago right over 10 years ago like at least 10 years ago because it allows you to open up imagine it, you're a girl and you're like i went from having no fun in sex to like and basically before it was a performative act yeah to having this experience where i'm like i'm having an orgasm with a guy and this is like the first time ever and I'm like not completely lo- I mean, a lot of women are afraid of what they look like by the way when they come <laughs> that and makes sense. super th- super common thing and um, I just let completely go yeah. and I actually was like holy shit like I gave myself MDMA as a therapy like <laughs> sex therapy and I didn't but the thing <laughs> is like I didn't know what I was doing sure. but this was like I, I, the one thing that's a commonality in my life in my career is I'm always like way ahead of the curve like way years at like light years ahead. And so I can kind of see five to 10 years within the future. And so this was me like t- 10 years ago. And I was like, Holy shit, this is like crazy. But I didn't really totally understand what had happened until the last few years when I was like an MDMA started having this resurgence. And I was like, Oh my God, this is going to save so many women's sex lives. Like yeah. it's going yeah. to change so many women's lives in terms of healing. We went through the Me Too movement, right? And now it's time to like actually heal. Yeah. Yeah. But what is it's being used for PTSD right now? Is that is that what it's being studied for? It's it's being used for PTSD, which essentially like it's you know. Um, is it for the same reason, right? Because yeah. you just let go and yeah. you just like talk about it. You are able to feel all of the emotions that you've been buried inside of you yeah. because you didn't want to feel them; they were traumatic. Yeah. So your body was trying to protect you by hiding them. Right. But then you can feel them all, and then you can process them, and you can move through them. Yep. And that is where healing really happens. And you can get – so from what I know from, like, Molly or from taking MDMA, it's just, like, you get to feel it and just understand that it's just a feeling as opposed to, like, this is my life. Yeah. And yeah. 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 Well, because the idea is that – everyone's always talked about it, and they say, like, well, what's the whole point of this? Because integration is what's the key. Right? True. I, I get that. True. The setting – the person guiding it. Sure. You know, it, it all makes a difference. But you can get, just like anything else, many different ways. Yeah. You know, so there's not one for everyone. But when you take notice of the efficacy of like 70, 80%. Oh my God, it's like so effective. It's not even close. It's like not we, even close. It's, well, there's not even a debate. Literally, like really. the answer to all of our PT, like post traumatic stress is like love. You know, it's <laughs> like, oh, love. this is what love feels like. Remember, you can feel love again. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's what love is like. Then why wouldn't everybody want to feel like this? The truth is, though, is that it is 
it is abused and it is overused and some people do hurt themselves and end up with like significant imbalances in their brain because they overdo it. And there's also a lot of fake shit out there. Oh my God. It's so <laughs> bad. Most of it's really, really, yeah. really not MDMA. Most of it's actually totally garbage. And so like you have to test your stuff. Like this one time, <laughs> I'm not going to bring into this, but uh, let's just say that like I was dating a young, much younger man <laughs> and He's like, some little cougar action. Right. He was like, he's like, let's do some MDMA. And I was like, well, where'd you get it? And he's like, well, I got it from a friend. I'm like, well, why don't you test it? <laughs> yeah. And and he tested it, and and we tested it, and it was like not MDMA. And I was like, you still want to do this? Like, this is like a bath salt. And oh, he's like, why not? And like, you know what? It wasn't a great experience. <laughs> it wasn't a great experience at all. It was a big mistake, and like I, I mean, I went with it, but I was like really glad that I told him, I taught him a lesson. Yeah, you know. Which well, is always funny because I used to go to shows. That's yeah. dumb. Just don't take it if it's not what it is. Well, yeah, you go ahead. Well, no, I used to go to all sorts of festivals, and people offer you, and um, you know, all sorts of drugs. I always had a kit with me. Yeah, because like, you're smart. I was like the weird one, right? It was like, yeah, I'll fucking, smart. I'll take it, but give me a second, real quick, right? At this point, <laughs> right, at this point right now, though, times have changed a little bit, unless you just. You're going to go up to some random concert and just walk around. I was at, was it STS9? Uh-huh. Jam band, like old hip. Imagine if, you know, Grateful Dead was just a little hip yeah. deal. But, I mean, all the the types of approaches to mental wellness yeah. it, it would be something that is least likely going to have a side effect that's really bad. Mm-hmm. If you give vitamins mm-hmm. and recharge the mental wellness game, that's kind of majority of what you need, and then you, from the environment world, you need to supplement with what you need, mm-hmm. right? But all the all the bullshit that you see out there from the medical world, they're still trying to peddle all the people to follow their system. And well, here's the thing: the system does its job. It's a sickness billing industrial complex. Sure. It does that job. And if I got in a car accident, I would be so grateful for sure. modern medicine to put me back together. Sure. And so I'm really leaning away from being like, the system is so broken. It's like, no, the system does exactly what it was designed to do, yep. which is to build and code for disease. Yep. It wasn't des- actually designed to care for humans, but no, like... It's a business. It's definitely <laughs> designed to build and code for disease, and it does a really good job at that. And yep. so, and also like if you break, well, yeah. it's go- it's based on military medicine. If you break completely, like it, they will put you back together. That's what insurance was supposed to be. Yep. And then we basically developed all these chronic lifestyle-related diseases from the abundance of modern life. Yep. And now we're trying to fix them with drugs, and it's like, no, drugs don't actually fix the problem, but the lifestyle does. But the thing is, it's like being healthy in America is actually pretty hard. Like, you have to be different than almost everybody. Yep. The vast majority of people are not healthy, mm-hmm. and 88% of people are metabolically unhealthy. That's a huge percentage. Jeez. That's like the vast majority. So basically, you have to be different than everybody if you want to be healthy, which is hard because like you go to your family events and you know like you want to eat what they're eating and you want to please them and you want to make them feel like it's okay. You yeah, know? of course. Uh, we were talking about it earlier today uh, when there's family that brings out like my dad for his birthday party last year. They had barbecue and desserts. Yeah. Right, and everything just seems to be like normal in the family household when we get together and all that yeah. stuff. But everyone's complaining about how their knees hurt and how they don't feel good and how like I just talked to someone earlier that was talking about cardiac disease runs in their family. All that stuff. I mean, like you said, you have to look and see how your body functions. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily the idea that you don't need sugar. It's just that you process it very differently. I mean, look, 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 look. Sugar is a refined 
product that is essentially like cocaine to the brain. Yeah. So whether we like want to accept it or not, we're all kind of addicts. And the yeah. reason why, like, but the thing is, we're not all hummingbirds. And so we're not like, not everyone's like, if you're not using, if you're not using your sugar, then you're going to end up with higher blood sugar and it's going to rot your, it's going to rot your body. Sure, of course. But the thing is, is that like most people don't even know they have blood sugar problems because they have to wait till they have diabetes to get help. And that's, that's the, the system issue. does not do it enough to predict and prevent these chronic diseases from happening. And and that's where we kind of fill in those gaps. We like to imagine it because uh, I had a ER physician, yeah, buddy of ours, and I remember when I told him I was becoming a nurse practitioner, he goes, "Well, I don't know what they do, but it's definitely like worth the hassle because like you can only assume all the liability you do." Yeah, I get that, but then I also know how the game works. And one thing we've totally. always made a point is say, dude, like. The patient should determine what the care is out of everyone else. The doctor may or may not make some recommendations. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it seems very difficult to try to get, like, so many people on board with this uni- unified idea. Yeah. But it, it's so strong that that system, it, it's not going to be broken. It's not going to be torn down. No. And it, but the, the thing is, it's kind of already imploding upon itself. It, it kind of is. Like, I actually was talking to friends of mine last year. I was like, man... If I could just short the healthcare system, I would do that right now. And I'm so like, I didn't know how to do it, but I was like, everyone's like, you're crazy. Why would you say that? And I was like, well, pretty sure that like, it's just not working for most people. <laughs> and also um, yeah. like, we're overdue for a plague. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, I've been studying viruses all summer. And I just like, kind of got obsessed with them last summer. And I was like, weird. It's like, why am I so obsessed with viruses? Why am I training all these chronic fatigue patients? And I was like, oh, there's chronic fatigue is actually post-viral often and often intracellular infections. What happens is these microorganisms, they get inside the cell and they basically evade your immune response and then they hijack your metabolism machinery so that they can make their own energy. They, they can make their own, um, you know, capsids. They can make their own proteins and they like, they actually put, insert their own DNA into your DNA so that your, D, your, so your machinery will work on them, will work on building them. And that's why we see this like energy deficit in people with, with viral diseases. It's like a, it's like a serious energy deficit. It's like you're literally like uh, having like your appliances cut half their power. Things are things are gonna break. Well, the virus is trying to survive as well. Yeah, right? exactly. Like the virus is trying to survive. It's weirdly a zombie. Cause it's not really alive. It's like that's living right. dead. It's like a vampire. You know, and it's like viruses are like vampires. It's so weird. It's like they're not even alive. And but you like, because you can't. That's why you can't kill them. Yeah. Well, you can kill them. You can like you destroy them but like um you can't like technically kill a virus because well there's like there's, there's things called like live viruses live attenuated vaccines there's killed vaccines and like killed vaccines are just like the antigens just like the components of the virus but like the live attenuated vaccine is actually like i've it's they've manipulated the virus so that it actually um like performs some of its functions in the cell um and Ideally, gives you the ability to defend yourself against whatever it is that, you're, that it's trying to inoculate inoculate you for. That's um, interesting. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, I was reading a book on cancer, mm-hmm. and the cancer cell mm-hmm. is incredible. Yeah, like it's it's amazing, right? I mean, it's terrifying. But but, but it's, it's amazing. But it's amazing. It's like what an immortal it, cell. How it how it, yeah. how it performs. Yeah. Whatever it needs to do. It's just like. It's it's a badass yeah. fucking cell, right? I mean, it sucks that it hurts us yeah yeah totally but like could you hack it to be to be good 
Did you hack cancer? I mean, okay, the funny thing, funny, funny story about hack cancer. Like San Francisco had this like, like, what's the word for it? Very um, successful young people who had extra money to kill, you know, to like spend. They um, they invented this thing, thing called hack cancer, and it's funny because at the hack cancer events, everyone's just binge drinking, and like alcohol is pretty much a carcinogen like <laughs> yeah. across the board yes there's no question that alcohol is a fundamental carcinogen for like so if you really want to hack cancer just stop drinking you know <laughs> just like maybe get I, I was i was looking more like is there a way to code <laughs> a cancer cell to instead of like hurt to improve like to make me a superhuman oh no you want your cells to function uh, according to you so what you need to do is you need to like basically create complete agency over your body like you want to yeah. feel you really want to develop attunement to your body and deep inner knowing of your body and you can do that through data you can do that through intuition but like i use both because i think that science can give you a lot of information sure, yeah. i had a lot of in i had like a bunch of intuitive concerns about my body this year and i was like i need to go look under the hood i got a full body mri yeah. and I, it like literally the things i thought were there were there and i was like okay now i have data and i can act on this so did you manifest them I do think that my um, my stress over the last few years manifested these problems. I think um, I have like a little tiny liver hemangioma. I think that was from anger, unresolved anger. Mm. I had I had, but they're healing fibrocystic breasts, which uh -huh. has greatly resolved from caffeine, like, like giving up caffeine. But that's like a simple, simple according to Louise Hay, that's like the like failure to nourish oneself properly, mm -hmm. right? Like yeah. always taking care of other people and not yourself. Yeah. And then. Um, I had like a little fibroid on my on my on my uh, uterus, and I knew I had a heavier period this year because I was eating way too much meat and dairy, and I was like, this is not good for my estrogen at all. And um, they're like, yeah, there's a fibroid there for sure, and that's like that's like nursing wounds, from nursing pain from a partner, which is like a really hard breakup I went through. And then in the brain, I had this like teeny tiny microadenoma on my pituitary, and I'm like, oh, that's the control center of the body. That's mm -hmm. literally me being completely like control freak my entire life and like needing to actually let go and completely like just be more me and just let go a little bit from all of this um, obsessive control freak bullshit like it's not serving me anymore that's interesting right because science doesn't touch that doesn't. yeah but I, I've seen enough disease and healing to see people like you can address the, the biology you can address the spirituality address the psychology but like you kind of have to look at all the layers mm -hmm. and also the community of a, around a person right community is so important it's which is so everything. important everything everything it's literally like one of the most important things for health which is, like is a strong community which is why this is such a weird time right now i know because <laughs> well, if you if you literally if we can prove this to you you have energy you have a aura you have a force field whatever you want to call it yeah being around someone else increases their level of well, vibration. Well, you literally have this, like, you can measure it through your EKG, right? Yeah. EKGs, like, measure electromagnetic waves coming from your heart. Yeah. And there's electrical signals coming from your heart. So, literally, like, there's, like, there is this thing around your body that you can measure. That's what EKGs sure. are doing. Now, horses have, like, the, the, the field that they admit of their electromagnetic field is, like, 30 feet. So, they can feel a person before it even enters the room. They know that someone's coming. Like, we have it, or I think it's around like two meters around us. Yeah. So like, but you can actually feel people when you enter a room. Oh yeah. When someone's agitated, when someone's angry, oh, yeah, you, feel it. you can feel it. Yeah. 
it, 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 they didn't even be saying anything. You could just like see it. Cut you it know? with the knife. That tension with the knife, right? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Wow. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, it's always great to hear it from a different angle, but it was, yeah. I mean, I mean, the whole point, the whole point of that like sort of diatribe was like, yeah. essentially, like you're doing your body a disservice if you're only focusing on the biology. Yeah, because you yeah. actually need to look at the spirituality and you also need to look at your psychology. Yeah. A lot of why my clients don't change behavior is because their mindset sucks. Well, of course. And they also just keep, keep, they keep on giving themselves excuses yep. over and over again. So you have to actually work on people's mindsets and then you have to figure out what's underneath the behavior that's contributing you to not being – like what's really underneath this like behavior that you're doing at night? Like what's really underneath that? Why, why does your body craving sugar – in the middle of the night, you know? Yeah. It's because you're insulin resistant. Yeah. Why are you insulin resistant? Well, you spent COVID sitting and you used to be really active and now you're not. And you used to eat healthier. And maybe you binge eaten a little bit and drank more. And before you know it, there's 10 pounds on your body, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's your body's way of protecting itself. It's like, I need more fuel because I don't know where tomorrow's going to be. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And so like, Part of what healing is about is actually sending safety signals to your body yep. through tribe. Like, it's the ultimate safety signal. It's like, I've got people who will take care of me. Cool. I'm not going to die. Like, <laughs> really important. Just, apparently, it's like loneliness is like as bad as smoking now, they're saying. Yeah. So, like, you need a tribe and you also need to, like, really learn to feel your body and, like, learn to feel when something's off. Yep. Right. And I knew that all sorts of shit was off this year. And I was like, I got to make some big changes. And honestly, I actually have fixed almost all my problems this year, That's which awesome. is awesome. But I, most people do not have that kind of like expertise. Yeah. And bodies are kind of like houses or cars. Like you kind of got to go to a professional yep. to like get it fixed. Yeah. And unfortunately, there's not enough doctors like me who do <laughs> what I do yeah. because I do like this heavy deep dive and I do like all these questions and all these labs and all this imaging. And I'm like asking you a million questions and I'm learning about your life. Yep. And like that's not cheap. <laughs> that's like a but that's like a custom, custom suit, you know, custom yeah, car. Yeah. So like, um, software will help eat this. Like, the software will eat all these decisions, yep. and it will make everything a lot more um, reasonable for everybody. I think it's it, like genetics. Like, when I first started measuring it on clients years ago, before anybody was doing genetics, um, I had I had like the I had to like beg research companies to like give me the clinical exome data. I was like, just give me the data. I paid for the data. Just give it to me. It's like, it's for research. I'm like, I have a client. I'm paying you. I want you to give me a service. And this was like before you could actually get a full exome easily. So I had to like call labs and like hack this. This guy ended up having a genetic disorder that was fairly life-changing for him because he got on the right medication sure. to fix it. There was consanguinity in his family. So like in England, they interbreed a lot on islands. So there's all sorts of problems with people's genes. And so he had one of those problems in his genes and I discovered it. And then he goes to like the world's researcher on this case. And he's like, you're like a compound heterozygote for Christine. And we don't see this very often. This is very interesting. And who discovered this? And it was like me, I discovered it. But then this other guy gets the credit for it because he's a researcher and he writes. And a man. Yeah. Yeah. And a man. But they're just <laughs> jealous because you're out in the field. It's fine. Honestly, I saved his life. So that's all that mattered. So. And you know. uh, we've talked about that, too, from a practitioner standpoint. The definition of healer has changed at the course right. of even this past year. Right. Because I was telling someone earlier, I was like, I don't even think as practitioners we're any healers anymore. Mm -hmm. Because if you are going to the doctors who aren't giving you the right answers, mm -hmm. 
in the wrong rooms. That's why basically we've been taught in business, right? Oh yeah. So, like, just by the way, we need to not alienate all doctors. Just so you know, like a lot of doctors are on the front lines right now, yep. and they are struggling, and they are like literally keeping people alive. And so, like, we need the system right now to be loved and supported for what yeah. it is, because right now there is a lot of freaking suffering. There's a lot of full ICU beds, and there's a like we have a serious problem on our hands. Like our country has essentially created the conditions for like being the laughingstock of the world when it comes to this pandemic. Uh, I I completely agree because when you look at setting up for failure, mm -hmm. the doctors who stood behind all those organizations and you know stood by them. I mean, it's it's so out there now. You can't stop this thing. I mean, that's almost where you're watching it crumble. Yeah. But then on the flip side, you see the power yeah. that they're putting out there with like you're gonna need two doses of this mm -hmm. and it's gonna be seasonal and all that. And people are like, Well, there's no other option. We took two Well, at Stanford apparently, like they, they wouldn't let these frontline frontline workers get it. They, like they screwed up some sort of algorithm. And so like all these Stanford doctors are like picketing. They're like, Why aren't you giving us the vaccine? you know? And it's like So it's wait, did they start distributing the vaccine already? Yeah. Or yeah. yeah. Oh no shit. Wait, I think it's going to like frontline. Is that is that how it is? Yeah, but the thing is, like, apparently, like, it didn't. Um, so the vaccine's ready. Some uh, at least like some of it. Stanford, oh, Stanford yeah. apologizes that for doctors pro pro protest a vaccine plan that put the frontline workers at the back of the line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Oh, because the uh, one, our one of our fraternity brothers so put a. Oh, because you're not on Facebook anymore. Hmm. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's nice, by the way, too who we went to to New Braunfels is you know that he was getting the vaccine I mean guys I work at Stanford so like I'm allowed to say this like this is crazy like this is really crazy I mean I, we printed out the side effects that's listed on the website for the vaccine oh no shit I don't know yeah about this. and it's it's more well, it's that binder somewhere that's floating around here but it says like the worst thing on there was death <laughs> but then there's like three or four different types of encephalitis there was, like, I think fertility is probably going to be an issue with this thing, like, afterwards, like, a common side effect. So, the big the big thing with this, like, whole Stanford debacle, just need to end, the, end this uh, conversation, is that um, resident doctors are basically, like, McDonald's workers at the hospital. Like, they get paid that much. Like, that per, because the amount, the amount that they work and the amount that they get paid is, like, McDonald's. So, they're, like, yeah, so we're on the front lines, like, defending people against this virus, and you aren't going to give us the vaccine. And they apparently were, like, giving the vaccine to, like, no joke, um, like, orthopedic surgeons and dermatologists and, like, all the people with the money, right? They're like, I will pay for this. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 no. You know, the people who need this are the people who are not getting paid who are yeah. actually risking their life. Risking their life. So um, it was some sort of vaccine algorithm that, like, that, like, really uh, – yeah, that was like prioritizing healthcare workers and older employees. It just got messed up. It was like an accident or something. I don't know. Algorithms. It's the big players. Well, I, we keep talking about it that he always believes that you can create the algorithm too, right? So mm. what does the healthcare look like in your mind or the healthcare yeah. in the future, right? Yeah, so yeah, 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 totally. I'll so tell you. Yeah. So. Well, the thing is what what he means by that is that I that as a consumer, I yeah. should be able to get like, well, I want Dr. Molly's protocol on yeah. like, this yeah and i want i want that algorithm but right. i want nurse doses mm -hmm. like you know algorithm yeah. on this other thing because i know mm -hmm. he's good at that totally and then you market each of one of your product yeah know, whatever i mean this is what's coming for my brand at least like 
I am going to be hiring people to help me systematize everything that I do so that I don't have to do all the thinking. Okay. And then there will just be a brain online that just does all the decision making for me. Sure. Yeah. And it's like uh, optimizing health is not rocket science, it, it, but it is it is like complicated and it does require a certain decision support because like what I do takes hours and I like I can't scale hours and hours of work like it's impossible. So you have to create you have to create algorithms. You have to create ways to read your data, to make sense of the data in order to interpret it so you can get healthier. Yeah. And if you ask the same, you know, 20 clients, the same questions to get to a certain part of what what you're going to decide mm -hmm. to treat them, then a computer can do that. Yeah. And I then mean. it's like, oh, okay, you know, we're, now we're at the 21st question. What the computer doesn't know how to, to do, in. though, is, like, address this, like, the psychology and the the spirituality well. Yeah. And, yeah, so, like, and the computer's the not going to be, like, And the so compassion. I mean, right. the computer might be able to be, like, so tell me about your trauma, you know? Yeah. Like, they're, they're like well, everybody has trauma, and Everyone we need to, everybody needs to accept that. Yep. Life is traumatizing. Yeah. And this is, like, part of being human. So if once you accept that like that facet of life, then you realize that like almost all of your conditioned responses have been programmed by these experiences right. that are in the subconscious or the unconscious, and it's it, it was a, it was a protection, yeah. right? It was a protective mechanism. This might be like the best podcast I've ever done. Hell yeah, it is. <laughs> it's literally maybe like the best podcast I've ever done. I yeah. think it is. Um, but for real, like, so your body's trying to protect you. Your body wants you to stay alive. Your body's doing everything it can to make sure that you are breathing and like cellular respiration is happening, yep. you know? And so really what it comes down to, I think, is the mitochondria. So like right. these mitochondria like are the seat of consciousness in the body. We think it's the brain, but actually it's all the cells. All the cells are conscious yep. and they're all acting in this unison, right? And they're all kind of like independent, but they're all co coordinating. Yep. And it seems to me like a lot of what happens as we get older is we just get more entropy which is like good and bad, right? Because like we want a more entropic brain when we do psychedelics because it helps us dissolve old patterns and then we can reconstruct them through integration, which is why it's so important. Sure. But um, but like unfortunately with age, like what happens is, is that like we start, if we don't work on actively like improving our health, then the body just starts to get worn down and it just starts to, the, the bioenergetic capacity starts to, starts to wane because people will eat more than they need and their metabolisms will be essentially, um, you know, they're, they'll eat the wrong foods, the wrong times, and the wrong amounts, and they won't move their bodies, which is what we're designed to do. We're completely designed to move our bodies, like, all the time. And so um, it's no wonder everyone's getting metabolic disease. Like, it's no wonder this is what's going to kill us. Yeah. Like, it's no, it's, we just have to redesign society to optimize for the things that contribute to energy production, which is movement, which <laughs> is community, which is eating the right foods, the right times, the right amounts, and having reverence for the sourcing that you get, mm -hmm. you yeah. know? It's almost like we should have, like, disco time. I mean... Just dance. You want to no, go like dance? He just wants to throw dance. Like, at some point, right, like, it's just like, oh, it's 3 o'clock, it's disco time. Oh, yeah, no, oh, there should be, like, <laughs> 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 like disco. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah everyone yeah. dances. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for real. Like, everyone could dance all, like, once a day if they wanted to, and it would be good for them because it's yeah. one of the best exercises you can do, and yep. you can do it anywhere. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to start dancing a lot more in 2021. Like there it is. Well, that's I have a little dance party as part of my routine in the mornings. No way. Oh yeah, hell yeah, little dance. I do party. this like in the shower. Cold. <laughs> like a daybreaker kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. I do a cold well, I mean, it's shower. Five minutes, but yeah. it's like well, maybe longer than that because I usually have meditation music going on. I'm ready, and then when I start to to iron, that's when I put on some more like dancing music. Whoa, that's interesting. Well, basically, um, 
I like get in the shower every morning. And if I have a good shower, it'll, it'll turn cold. And so um, <laughs> the good shower is when I'm cold and I turn ice cold and then I dance around and scream and like make songs up and just like basically do like a, a cryotherapy session in the yeah. shower. Yeah. And I do feel a lot better when I do that. But I have to dance to do it. Otherwise, oh, yeah. I can't handle it. And like when I did, did cryotherapy once, I actually had to did listen to Did you jump con. in the ice bath over at Sunday Funday? I did because the kids were using it. <laughs> there was like three kids. <laughs> and they were kid. like hogging it. Was it. Kid. it was his kid. Your kid was hogging it. He was so cute, by the way. He's Thank so you. healthy. Thank you. Is he vegan? Uh, No, I don't think. No. He's no? Not. Okay. No, he but eats meat. He eats meat, but. He meditates. Ah, he that's meditates. It. That's it. I and taught him to meditate. So that is a superpower for children. I agree completely. I think it's he never tells. He never says no. Every time I see him, I'm like, "Hey, you want to meditate?" He's like, "Yeah." Oh my God! Wow. And, and <laughs> Imagine if you could tell any child that, "Hey, you want to meditate?" But this is how it works. Are you fucking kidding me? That's like programming. What was crazy though? Geniuses. Because then Omar, the oldest, says, "What do I do?" <gasps> and so then, imagine what you're going to tell. Like, was it four or five at the yeah. time? You right? sit still and breathe. Close your eyes, and breathe. Right with the, the, the belly. The belly. Button right below your belly, belly button. Just focus on that one point. Yeah. Or focus on the point right below your nose. Or focus on scanning your body with your consciousness. Um, but like, yeah. You just that's a lot. That's with you. See, yeah, that's he's not a Vipassana meditator yet, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want the glucose monitor deal. It'll be yeah. cool. Yeah. This is not probably the healthcare clinic that you envision going into. Sure. But it's really cool because, I mean, I'd rather, I'd rather hang out in this yeah. So, so what he was saying about it is that someone else was also trying to get him to, to meditate, and uh, I looked at him. I was like, "Hey, Omar, is it okay if like you close his eye, your you close your eyes, and he closes your his eyes, and and uh, and he thinks about you?" And he's like, "Okay." And then it just happened. <laughs> oh my god! And then he sees me meditate every morning because oh I was living god. with him when I first wow. moved here. And he would like come into my room. Oh and, my god! And just because he was like, oh, because he could see that I was moving around. Yeah. And, and um, but I was just going to go sit in my little spot where I meditate. Yeah. And he'd come in and he'd be like, Uncle Baldo, and I just would ignore him because it's like well, I'm doing my thing. And yeah. then when my when my timer would come off, um, I was like, hey, I didn't mean to ignore you. I can feel you, but I was, you know, I'm do I'm meditating. He's yeah. like, what does that mean? Ooh. And it's like, oh, I'm just like closing my eyes and and just thinking about things. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay. And then at some point, he just started doing it with me. Oh, my God. And it was that simple. And then That is know, brilliant. Yeah. And then he's like, it was really interesting because I was doing it by a fire one time. All the parents point. in the audience, you can train your child. Yeah. So he, anytime he sees fire, yeah. he's like, oh, can we meditate? Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. this is awesome. Yeah. Because that is a very powerful tool. That is super powerful. Yeah. And so, but it was just like whatever. It's literally Jedi training. You were like making this kid a Jedi. Well, because he tries to meditate, right? But he's like, but I get distracted by the kids. And I'm just like, well, it's different because you're the parent, maybe. Or maybe it's not. And for me, I was like, well, I'm a, this is my time. So yeah. I'm going to ignore him. Because yeah. Yeah. he has to accept it. Or, I mean, unless he starts hitting me, but he's, oh not, my God. he's not a violent kid. Oh, <laughs> my God. I have definitely been meditating before. Where it had like an animal come in and like interrupt me and be like, no. Not right now. I'm doing something. <laughs> but, you know, that you're a real pro when you can just, like, sit and, like, do nothing. Yeah. You know? I, I went to a meditation retreat. There was a baby. And so, like, imagine meditating and there's, like, an occasional baby, like, doing its thing. And you're like, whoa, like, this is a different experience. You know? Oh, yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Yeah. Like oh, my people. God. This was rock star fun. This is so cool. Wow. 
and uh, some lady just walked in. Hi. With my hat on. Ha. <laughs> 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 uh, but uh, where can they find you, Molly? You can find me at drmolly.co, D-R-M-O-L-L-Y.co. I hope you not. I feel like, guys, guys, let's just pray right now. Dear Jesus, please do not let the medical board take my license away from making this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> because if you do that to me, it'll ruin my career. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. No, okay. and she's, you're very valuable to the community. So I I'm think sure. so. Yeah. I think it comes a lot. It would be really bad you. if I posted this and they took my license away. <sighs> hey. I think you didn't do anything other than just educate and tell people. Yeah. Use the experience I there. wouldn't recommend anybody do any of the things that I did. No. First of all, it would not recommend those things. It was irresponsible. I was just an early adopter. And I actually didn't do, and I, I really honestly, after that one experience at Burning Man, I didn't do MDMA for many years, no. many years, because I didn't need to. I was like, oh, that's that's interesting. I already tried that. Done. So, like, the biggest problem that people will face when it comes to the psychedelic renaissance is they will think that these drugs are panaceas that will fix all their problems. Oh, yeah. You fix your problems. These drugs are doors. Well, like they're, they're, tools. They're, they're tools that unlock keys to the doors of your perception. But you have to make the active effort to actually change your life and like these drugs are not going to do that for you so if you're not really signed up for like the actual work of becoming more enlightened then like don't touch them because they will change your life and they will flip everything upside down and you may not actually like the like you you, you may like it or you may you may be like oh my god like i didn't expect this yeah so you know like they're very intentional even if you don't know i just you're setting an i just don't yeah you have to always set an intention by the way Yep. And the thing is, is like every and, single. And in college, the intention was, I want to party. Right. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I didn't really do that with. I never really did that in college. I was just drinking a lot. I didn't do that like that that level of of crazy. But um, I mean. <laughs> well, I did. I yeah. just. I yeah. I was just drinking a lot. I drank way too much in, in college. But well, anyway, we, we getting into it. The whole point is that if you listen to this you still should not expect that these drugs are going to like cure your anorgasmia or like, you know, I'm not saying that these things will do anything for you. I'm, I, we actually have a lot of research to do. And, um, there's actually a company that I will promote right now because I was, they were on my podcast today that I did. Um, it's like, it's called like people science and this guy, Noah, he, he uh, Noah people science. Yeah. And it's like, he's basically redefining, um, psychedelic research through like the recruitment process um and basically he's creating a platform for individuals to like join clinical research studies that are based on plant medicines and voluntarily like participate and also contribute to science and get and also take part of their company so they're they're giving equity to everyone that's cool right it's a totally like a paradigm shift for research so like there's there there are going to be ways for you to get access to this medicine, but right now if you go to the dark web and you go on the street and you get all this stuff from like a dealer, you don't know what it is and it could really harm you. Yeah. It could yeah. make you really sick. It could make you like it actually could like ruin your life. I know people who've had like persistent health very problems. Very easily and very rapidly. Persistent health yeah. problems after having bad MDMA, like persistent health problems. So like there's the other issue, which is that a lot of people aren't properly integrating afterwards, right? And so they're like. They, they go through these experiences and then they they just like they're they're left open and then they don't know how to integrate this this con- their consciousness and so you have to actually create more order in your brain after you create disorder and that is the work by the way that is the work is making sense of all this experience that we're living and I think I'll end at that 
Yeah, no. Thank you very much, and uh, I completely agree with you. Thank you so much for I'm so happy me. that you're in town. That's, uh, I that's, know. That's, it's uh, just been a pleasure. Let's have some fun. I'm so glad we did this. Yes. This All podcast right. is produced by Flabs to Fitness, Inc. Flabs to Fitness is an online wellness company that specializes in mindful eating, personalized workout programs, and offers a subscription workout program for 20-minute workouts you can do anywhere. We also have a brand new online workout community called Online Workout Badasses, where we have three donation-based Zoom workout classes a week and an amazing community of people who are all working to be healthier together. Please join below in the show notes. It's also a social media content firm for creation and scheduling of content and engagement with your fans on a variety of platforms, including this podcast. Find out more about Flabs to Fitness at www.flabstofitness.com.